Welcome back to Daughter of a King Podcast. I am your host, Robin Pendergrass. So the month of March is Women History Month, and I'm going to be talking about all the women in the Bible and women-related topics. Some women I'm going to be talking about today is Eve. Now you may be wondering why I'm talking about her, because her and Adam led to our downfall. But it's important for us as Christians to learn about her story. She was a woman that was tempted by the devil. And, like, we can't be too quick to judge her because we were all tempted by the devil. And we all fell into sin just like she did. So we're just going to learn from her story today and learn how to not do what she did back then. So, her story is located in the book of Genesis, chapter 3. But before I get into that, I'm going to give you just a little background. So, I'm going to read Genesis 2, chapter 15, verses 7, I mean 15 through 17. It says, The Lord God took the man, which is Adam, and put him in the garden of Eden to work it and take care of it. And the Lord God commanded the man, You are free to eat from any tree in the garden. But you must not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. For when you eat from it, you will certainly die. Okay, so that's your little background right there. And so, God told that to Adam before Eve was even created. And so, like, as Adam is her husband... He most likely told Eve about, you know, what God told them not to do. So we're going to get into Genesis chapter 3 and see how Eve's story turns out. I'm going to read verse 1. It says, Now the serpent was more crafty than any of the wild animals the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, Did God really say you must not eat from any tree in the garden? So this... The serpent right here represents the devil. And right now, he's questioning what God told Adam in Genesis 2, chapter, I meant, sorry, Genesis chapter 2, verses 15 through 17. So, Satan's effectiveness is often found in his cunning and crafty ways. His effectiveness is how he... It's like it's found in how he tries to trick us and how he tries to like tempt us to do what we shouldn't do to go against God's will. And as mere human beings, just like Eve, it's hard to outsmart Satan. But guess what? You know, today we have good news. We can overcome him with the power of Jesus. Jesus died so we won't have to be tied in bondage with Satan. We don't have to fall and we don't have to be deceived by him anymore. We actually have something to fight against him, and that's Jesus. It's from the beginning, Satan has tried to undermine God's people by undermining his word. So as Genesis uh, 2.15 and Bert. 15 through 17 says that, you know, that's God's word to Adam. So that's Genesis chapter 2, verses 15 through 17. So that's God's word to Adam. And what 
Satan is trying to do is he's trying to go make Eve go against God's word. He's trying to make Eve go and neglect God's word and getting us to doubt it. So that's what the enemy tries to do. He tries to make us neglect God's words and gets us to doubt it. Don't allow the enemy to make you doubt God's words. Like when God tells you something, if he tells you to do something, then do not doubt him. Do not doubt God's word. Because as you see, you doubted God's word and you will soon see what happened to her. So don't doubt God's word. Now I'm going to read verse 2. It says, The woman said to the serpent, We may eat fruit from the tree in the garden. But God did say, You must not eat fruit from the tree that is in the middle of the garden, and you must not touch it or you will die. So, this right here is Eve's mistake. I'm going to read it again. The woman said to the serpent, Her first mistake wasn't was like carrying a discussion with a serpent, which is the devil. Her mistake was in carrying a discussion with the devil. We are called to talk to the devil, but never to have a discussion with him. We should simply and strongly tell him to tell him, the Lord rebuke you, which is in Jude chapter 9. Meaning that we should tell what they should have done. She should have told the enemy to get away from her. To say the Lord rebuke you. Say say something like that. You know. Let's go back to. Let's go to. um, When Satan was tempting Jesus. Jesus came back to her. Back, I mean not her. Gosh. Okay. Jesus came back to him. With the word of God. That's what Eve should have done right there. She should have came back. At the enemy. With the word of God. She shouldn't have held a discussion with him. Like, Jesus didn't hold a discussion with him. He did not hold a discussion with the enemy. He told the word and then he left it alone. Because, you know, like, don't sit and talk with the enemy. Because that gives him room to take over. That gives him a stronghold. That gives him, like, a hold on you. So, don't give any, the enemy any time, any of your time. Okay, now I'm going to read verses 4 through 5. You will not certainly die, the serpent said to the woman. For God knows that when you eat from it, your eyes will be open, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. So, right here, Satan effectively laid the foundation. He drew Eve into a discussion with him and planted the seed of doubt about God's word and exposed Eve's incomplete understanding of God's word. Now he moves in. And with the outright contradiction of what God said. See. Eve disgusting anything with the enemy. Gave him room to plant the seed of doubt into her head. Satan can effectively work when he has established a foothold. That's what I was talking about. By Eve talking to the enemy. he She gave her him. Oh my God. She gave him the opportunity to have a foothold in her life. We can't, do not allow the enemy to have a foothold in your life. 
Do not let the enemy establish a foothold in your life. Don't discuss with the enemy. Don't let him make you doubt God's word. And make sure that you understand the word of God. So don't give the enemy any part of your time. Do not have a discussion for him, with him. Do not let him store that plant that seed of doubt into your life. And most of all, make sure you understand the word of God. Because if you look closely, um, this is Genesis 3, verse 2 through 3. And then if you look at Genesis chapter 2, verse 15 through 17, you'll learn, you'll know that and you will realize that Eve said something completely different than what God said. So it's hard to not fall into the attacks of the enemy when you don't understand the word of God. It's hard. It like you just gotta make sure that you're understanding what in the enemy. No, the make sure that you understand the word of God, because the enemy will try and come in and make you doubt the word of God, make you not make you seem like you don't know what you're talking about. And stuff like that. So Satan tries to get Eve to doubt the goodness of God. Satan tries to get Eve to doubt the badness of sin. Satan wants us to see sin as something good that a bad God doesn't want us to have. Don't let the enemy make you doubt the goodness of God. Don't let the enemy make you doubt the badness of sin. Because, okay, so... I'm going to get a little deeper into this. So, I'm going to read verses 4 through 5 again. The enemy says, You will certainly not die. For God knows that when you eat from it, your eyes will be open, And you will be like God, knowing good and evil. So, what Satan is doing to Eve right here is he's making Eve think that God is trying to hold her back from actually seeing. That's what happened. That's what happened. So it's like Satan's trying to make it seem like that God doesn't want Eve to be like her or anything like that. Or to like, you know, have freedom. That's what enemy tries to do. See, that's what he tried to do to Eve. And that's what he's trying to do to us. He's trying to make us seem like. Uh, a bad God is holding holding us away from good sin. You know, he's trying to make it seem like that God is holding us away from something that can possibly make us better. But there's something that we have to realize. We have to realize that God put these rules in place. So, like, God tells us to not do certain things because he knows that it can harm us. That's why he put these rules in place. So do not let the enemy make you doubt the goodness of God. And don't let the enemy make you doubt the badness of sin. Because the enemy don't like, it's not that bad if you eat an apple. That's what he was saying. That's what he was saying to to Eve. So don't let the enemy make you doubt anything. Point blank period. Okay, and this 
final the final thing that the enemy said was and you will be like God knowing good and evil so the enemy tried to make you fall like he did see the reason why Satan himself fell because he wanted to be equal with God and you'll learn if you want to get more on that then go to Isaiah chapter 14 verse 13 through 14 so Eve tried to become a God by rebelling against God and our desire to be gods we become like Satan so if you're trying to be if you're trying to rebel against God you're trying to be Satan if you're trying to be a God in your own life you're trying to be Satan we cannot be gods because you see how Satan fell? That's how we will fall if we try to be God, if we try to be like God. In contrast, we should be like Jesus, who came as a servant. So, Satan tries to tempt you and make you fall like he did. Don't let him do that. Just don't. Please don't. Don't make the enemy try and make you doubt God, how good he is. He is. Don't let the enemy try to make you doubt God's word. Don't make you think, don't let the enemy make you think to doubt the badness of sin. And don't fall into the attacks of the enemy because the enemy is trying to lead you to somewhere where you will be destroyed just like he will. He knows that he will be destroyed. So he's trying to lead all of us with him. That's what he's trying to do. He's trying to bring all of us with him. Now I'll read verse 6. When the woman saw that the fruit of the tree was good for food and pleasing to the eye and also desirable for gaining wisdom, she took some and ate it. She also gave some to her husband who was with her and he ate it. So Satan could tip Eve, but she didn't have to take it. The taking was all her doing. The devil didn't make her do anything. The devil did not force her against her will to take it, to take the fruit that she was not supposed to take. She chose to stand against God. As with every temptation, God had made Eve a way of escape. She could have simply run from Satan and a tree, but Eve didn't take God's way of escape. So, Satan tries to tempt us the same way. It's not right for us to to judge Eve because Satan tempts us the same way. And we have fell, we, all of us have fallen into the temptation that Eve had, had fallen into. We gotta realize, we can't say that Satan made me do this or Satan made me do that. He may have encouraged you to do that, but he did not force you against your will to do it. You made it your choice. You made it your decision to rebel against God, to do what God has told you not to do, to go against God. Like, you know, younger kids do it all the time. You know, they'll say, oh, he or she made me do that when they had the opportunity to choose between right and wrong. As Christians, like we have the right to choose between right and wrong. This means that we can't blame the enemy even though he encouraged us to do it. We cannot make let the enemy 
We can't. What I'm trying to say. Okay, now I'm going to read verses 4 through 5. You will not certainly die, the serpent said to the woman. For God knows that when you eat from it, your eyes will be open, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. So, right here, Satan effectively laid the foundation. He drew Eve into a discussion with him and planted the seed of doubt about God's word and exposed Eve's incomplete understanding of God's word. Now he moves in and with the outright contradiction of what God said. See, Eve disgusting anything with the enemy gave him room to plant the seed of doubt into her head. Satan can effectively work when he has established a foothold. That's what I was talking about. By Eve talking to the enemy, he she gave her him Oh my God. She gave him the opportunity to have a foothold in her life. We can't, do not allow the enemy to have a foothold in your life. Do not let the enemy establish a foothold in your life. Don't discuss with the enemy. Don't let him make you doubt God's word and make sure that you understand the word of God. So don't give the enemy any part of your time. Do not have a discussion for him with him do not let him store that plant that seed of doubt into your life and most of all make sure you understand the word of god because if you look closely um this is genesis 3 verse 2 through 3 and then if you look at genesis chapter 2 verse 15 through 17 you learn You'll know that and you will realize that Eve said something completely different than what God said. So it's hard to not fall into the attacks of the enemy when you don't understand the word of God. It's hard. It like, you just got to make sure that you're understanding what in the enemy, no, the, make sure that you understand the word of God. Because the enemy will try and come in and make you doubt the word of God, make you not make you seem like you don't know what you're talking about and stuff like that. So Satan tries to get Eve to doubt the goodness of God. Satan tries to get Eve to doubt the badness of sin. Satan wants us to see sin as something good that a bad God doesn't want us to have. Don't let the enemy make you doubt the goodness of God. Don't let the enemy make you doubt the badness of sin. Because, okay, so, I'm going to get a little deeper into this. So, I'm going to read verses 4 through 5 again. The enemy says, you will certainly not die. For God knows that when you eat from it, your eyes will be open, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. So, what Satan is doing to Eve right here is he's making Eve think that God is trying to hold her back from actually seeing. That's what happened. That's what happened. So it's like Satan's trying to make it seem like that God doesn't want Eve to be like her or anything like that or to like 
you know, have freedom. That's what enemy tries to do. See, that's what he tried to do to Eve, and that's what he's trying to do to us. He's trying to make us seem like a a bad God is holding holding us away from good sin. You know, he's trying to make it seem like that God is holding us away from something that can possibly make us better. But there's something that we have to realize. We have to realize that God put these rules in place. So, like, God tells us to not do certain things because he knows that it can harm us. That's why he put these rules in place. So, do not let the enemy make you doubt the goodness of God. And don't let the enemy make you doubt the badness of sin. Because the enemy will like... It's not that bad if you eat an apple. That's what he was saying. That's what he was saying to to Eve. So don't let the enemy make you doubt anything. Point blank period. Okay. And this final, the final thing that the enemy said was, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. So, the enemy tried to make me fall like he did. See, the reason why Satan himself fell because he wanted to be equal with God. And you'll learn, if you want to get more on that, then go to Isaiah chapter 14, verse 13 through 14. So, Eve tried to become a God by rebelling against God. In our desire to be gods, we become like Satan. So if you're trying to be, if you're trying to rebel against God, you're trying to be Satan. If you're trying to be a God in your own life, you're trying to be Satan. We cannot be gods. Because you see how Satan fell? That's how we will fall if we try to be God, if we try to be like God. In contrast, we should be like Jesus, who came as a servant. So, Satan tries to tempt you and make you fall like he did. Don't let him do that. Just don't. Please don't. Don't make the enemy try and make you doubt God, how good he is. He is. Don't let the enemy try to make you doubt God's word. Don't make you think. Don't let the enemy make you think to doubt the badness of sin. And don't fall into the attacks of the enemy because the enemy is trying to lead you to somewhere where you will be destroyed just like he will. He knows that he will be destroyed. So he's trying to lead all of us with him. That's what he's trying to do. He's trying to bring all of us with him. Now I'll read verse 6. When the woman saw that the fruit of the tree was good for food and pleasing to the eye and also desirable for gaining wisdom, she took some and ate it. She also gave some to her husband, who was with her, and he ate it. So Satan could tip Eve, but she didn't have to take it. The taking was all her doing. The devil didn't make her do anything. The devil did not force her against her will to take it, to take the fruit that she was not supposed to take. She chose to stand against God. As with every temptation, God has made... Eve a way of escape. 
She could have simply run up from Satan and a tree, but Eve didn't take God's way of escape. So, Satan tries to tempt us the same way. It's not right for us to to judge Eve because Satan tempts us the same way. And we have felt, we, all of us have fallen into the temptation that Eve had, had fallen into. We got to realize, we can't say that Satan made me do this or Satan made me do that. He may have encouraged you to do that, but he did not force you against your will to do it. You made it your choice. You made it your decision to rebel against God, to do what God has told you not to do, to go against God. So, the reason why God made that one tree that they couldn't eat from was so we can have, so that Adam and Eve could have a choice between following God and falling into the temptation of the enemy. God gives us a choice. Because if God just forced us to follow him and his will, we wouldn't truly love him. You know, that's why God gave us a choice so we can actually show that we truly love him and that we would choose him over anything. So Eve chose the wrong choice and she fell into temptation. So Satan can tempt us, but we can't we don't have to fall into temptation. Satan can encourage us to sin, but ultimately it is our choice if we want to sin or not. We can't blame the enemy for our actions. God makes a way for us to escape, which is 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and 13. It's up to us if we want to fall into sin or to escape it. Like God always gives us the opportunity to escape from sin. You like just notice those escape routes. When you see, when you feel like sin is creeping on you, notice that escape route and go to that escape route and escape sin. Don't fall into the temptations of the enemy. Now we'll read verse 7. Then the eyes of both of them were open, and they realized they were naked. So they sewed fig leaves together and made coverings for themselves. So their own attempt to cover themselves took much creativity, but not much wisdom. Big leaves have something of like a prickly quality. They're like really sharp, which would make for some pretty and edgy coverings. So every attempt to cover our own nakedness before God is just foolish. We need to let Jesus cover us and put on Jesus himself as our covering garment. Eve and Adam did not have to, like, you know, run away from God like that. What they should have done is they should have run away from that tree in the first place. That's what they should have done. They should have ran away from that tree instead of running away from God. As, like, now in our day of time, we have the opportunity to let Jesus cover us. So when you... Make a mistake. Don't try to make a foolish attempt to cover yourself. Let God cover you. So now I'm going to read verses 8 through 12. 
It says, Then the man and his wife heard the sound of the Lord God as he was walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And they did from the and they hid from the Lord God among the trees of the garden. But the Lord called to the man, Where are you? He answered, I heard you in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, so I hid. And he said, Who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree that I commanded you not to eat from? The man said, The woman put you here with me. The woman you put here with me, she gave me some of the fruit from the tree, and I ate it. So, sin made Adam afraid of God's presence and afraid of God's voice. Ever since Adam, our mankind runs away from God's presence and doesn't want to listen to his word. Don't let sin separate you from God. That's what happened to Adam and Eve. They let sin separate themselves from God. Before, you know, Eve and Adam fell into sin. They were closer to God. But now sin has gotten away. And that has separated them from God. So don't let sin separate you from God. And also, Adam blamed God for for his sin by saying, The woman you put here with me. The woman you put here with me, she gave me some of the fruit, some of the fruit from the tree, and I ate it. So he blamed Eve. He refused to accept his responsibility for his part in her sin. Because if you look back over what I read, and if you look in Genesis two, nowhere does it says that Adam told Eve about what God said. Like, okay. So, Genesis 3, verses 2 through 3. Eve says something similar to what God said, but she doesn't say exactly what God said. So, either Adam may have, like, not told her, or might have he might have not, like, told her correctly, you know? He didn't teach her the seriousness of not falling into the temptation of rebelling against God. So say so we can't just blame Eve, you guys. Like every time on social media, anywhere, I hear people blaming Eve a lot. But we gotta realize that M why well, say him? Oh my gosh. Okay. I don't know what's wrong. Okay. Adam took was also it's also his fault too. Because, and he ate some of the apple too. He, he was there when God said what he said in Genesis chapter 2 verses 15 through 17. He was there. So either like, he didn't tell either the full truth or he didn't just tell it at all. But I'm thinking what it was is that he didn't like tell either the truth the way it was supposed to be told. You know? So don't blame anyone from just saying, don't blame the enemy, don't blame God, don't blame someone next to you. Like, just take action for your sin and actually go to God yourself and repent of your sin. Don't be like Adam because he blamed the enemy. Well, he possibly, he could have blamed the enemy if he wanted to. 
But we gotta realize that Eve and Adam had a choice to either sin or not sin. They chose to sin. So they can't blame the enemy. The enemy may have encouraged them, but they cannot play. They can't say that the enemy made them do it because they have the choice to sin or to not sin. And they chose to sin. And like, Adam cannot blame Eve because basically the enemy used Eve to get to Adam. That's what happened. So you can't blame the person that the enemy tried to use against you. You cannot blame them. The reason why because the enemy is using them. And you also have that choice to not fall into what that person that the enemy is using to. You can't fall into what they're trying to make you do. Hope that made sense. So, like this all boils down to not falling into the temptations of the enemy. You can't blame no one but yourself. Because, you see, Satan will use people to try and make you fall into temptations. Uh, Satan will use people to try and make you fall into temptation. The enemy used Eve to try to make Adam fall into temptation. I can't say it's temptation. So, I'm going to try it again. The enemy made Eve. He used Eve to try and make Adam fall into temptation. And so, I'm guessing the enemy doesn't want me to get this word out because I'm stumbling on the word temptation. But, and so, the enemy will use other people the same way. He will use people to try and make you fall into temptation. But it's your choice to not fall into temptation. You have the choice to either follow God or follow the enemy. It's your choice. No one but yours. I'll tell you now. If you make the wrong choice, you have the opportunity to repent of your sin. Don't try to go around blaming other people and Satan and hiding from God. You have the opportunity through Jesus to repent of your sin. So please take that opportunity. Now I'm going to get into verse verse 13. It says, Then the Lord God said to the woman, what is this you have done? So, the problem really comes when we fail to see that being deceived is sin in itself. It is sin to exchange the truth of God for the lie. Okay, so I'm going to tell you where that comes from. When, back to, all the way back to the beginning of Genesis 3. When Eve chose to have a discussion with um, the enemy, that gave her the opportunity to exchange the truth of God for the lie of the enemy. This goes back to not discussing anything with the enemy. Do not dis- like discuss anything with the enemy. Because that leads you to being deceived. That gives, you, that gives the, the enemy the opportunity to deceive you. And then that makes you sin, make you like it makes you commit the sin of exchanging the truth of God for the lie of the enemy. So just avoid the enemy. Do not discuss any with anything with him, because he'll try to make you exchange the truth of God for his lies. So don't do that.
Like, don't listen to anything that the enemy tries to tell you. Because he'll try to make you think that the word of God is false. And it's not false. It's the truth. And enemy will try to make you fall into his truth. Which is the wrong truth. Which goes against God. So, as Christians, we have the choice to not be deceived by the enemy. We have the choice to open up our eyes and see the truth of God. So... Do not fall into temptation of the enemy. Do not exchange the truth of God for the lies of the enemy. So now I'll read verse 14 through 15. It says, So the Lord God said to the serpent, Because you have done this, cursed are you above all livestock and all wild animals. You will crawl on your belly and you will eat dust all the days of your life. And I will put you in mitty between you and the woman and between your offspring and hers he will crush your head and you will strike his heel so God's judgment on Satan is for him to always know defeat he will always reach for victory but always will fall short of it Satan was in his own thinking So Satan was, in his own thinking, majestic majestic and triumphant. He thought that he could win against it in, against God. He thought he could beat God. He thought that he could, you know, triumph over Jesus on the cross. But he failed. In attacking Jesus, Satan made his own doom certain. And Jesus, we share the victory over Satan. So Eve didn't have... What we have today, we share victory with Jesus over Satan, meaning that we have victory over Satan, meaning that we shouldn't allow the enemy any room in our life. Why? Because we have victory over him. He has no room or place in our life. So verse 14, 15 is a prophecy of Jesus' defeat of Satan. And this is God announcing his plan for salvation to bring deliverance through the one as the seed the one we um the Bible says is the seed of the woman. So So the seed of the woman is Jesus. So this was God's plan in announcing his this plan for salvation to bring deliverance through the one which we know as Jesus. So Jesus had a, I mean, God had a plan all along. He had a plan that if we were going to fail, that we can have someone that can save us, which is Jesus. This was planned out from the beginning. Okay. So God's plan wasn't defeated when Adam and Eve sinned because God's plan was to bring or something greater than man in the innocence of Eden. God wanted more than innocent man. His plan was to bring forth redeemed man. Redeemed man is only possible because man has something to be redeemed from. So, I hope you understand what I just said. But what I said is that, you know, God's plan wasn't defeated when Adam and Eve fell into temptation into temptation 
Like, all along, it was in God's plans all along. He wanted... He, like, God wanted more than an innocent man. He wanted more than some perfect people. He wants to bring redeemed men. He wants to... He wants us... He wants to bring people... He wants people that have something to be redeemed from. He wants people that that he can save, really. God wanted to save us from something all along to show his love for us. And that was his plan from the beginning. So you you see, and we know how this this plan turns out. This plan actually wins. So you see that the enemy... No human being can defeat the plans of God. But God's plan all along was to not have a perfect being. Have anyone perfect. It wasn't his, you know, it wasn't his plan. His plan was to have imperfect people that would still love him and choose him over sin. He wanted someone that he can help them, you know, who can who he can redeem them. He wants someone that he can redeem. Someone that he could save. And someone that he could love and that will love him back. That's what he wanted. And I will say that again. For those who didn't understand. God's plan was to have someone that will love him. That he can love. No okay, I'm messing that up. I'm gonna say it again. So, God's plan all along was to have someone to love and to have someone to love him back. So, that's why he put that tree, that one tree in the garden that they were not supposed to eat from. He put that tree in a garden for that particular reason. So that Eve could choose God over that tree. Because if, like, if Eve only had one choice to, like, only follow God, if she was forced to follow God, then she wouldn't truly love him. And God wants someone that will love him. So God made a choice available to Eve. And even though Eve chose the wrong, she chose the wrong choice. That choice did not defeat God's plan. It was in God's plan all along. God's plan was to have to love someone and have someone to love him in return. In order for that to happen, he had to give us a choice to choose him over sin. I hope I said that better, but we're going to move on to verse 21. And, like, the stuff I'm skipping over is kind of like, you know, the punishment that God has given Adam and Eve. But we're going to go all the way to verse 21. It says, The Lord God made garments of skin for Adam and his wife and clothed them. So in order for Adam and Eve to be clothed with skin, something had to be sacrificed. An animal had to die. 
So, an animal had to die in order to get the skin off the animal in order to clothe Adam and Eve. Adam and Eve were clothed with a garment that was purchased with the life of another. That's how it is with us. We are clothed with a garment of righteousness that was purchased with the life of another. In our case, it's Jesus Christ. So, now you see that this was planned. This was God's plan all along. Like, verse 21 is like foreshadowing God's plan of what he wanted to do through Jesus. So, no. Okay, so... Don't be like Adam and Eve and run away from God when you sin. Because now, Jesus, like, Jesus died for us. We don't have to run away because Jesus died for us. He paid the cost of sin. And now he's the garment that covers us, the garment of righteousness that covers us when we make a mistake. Jesus covers us. So Jesus is our garment of righteousness. So, we don't have to run away from God because Jesus is like our mediator between us and God. So, now through Jesus, we don't have to run away from God. We can still have a relationship with God even though we make mistakes and we fall short. Why? Because Jesus died on the cross for us. And when he died on the cross for us, he became our garment of righteousness. So, I hope you enjoyed this, and I hope this wasn't all over the place, because I felt like it was, but this is my first time in a while, you know, recording again, and I'm so glad to be back. So, throughout the month of March, I'm wanting to, like, you know, record more, because there's, like, so many women in the Bible that I would love to talk about, because, truth be told, there's not a lot of women that's talked about a lot like in church only people in the Bible that are mentioned are the men but we need more women that's mentioned from the Bible and so that's what I'm here to do in Women History Month we're going to celebrate all women that are talked about and that includes Eve why because we can't judge Eve because we've been in her shoes we have fallen short so many times that it's probably hard for us to even count so i hope you just remember eve's stories as you just as you just go throughout life remember eve's story know that you have a choice between sin and god know how to like just remember eve's story and remember to not fall into Satan's attacks. Do not fall into the temptation of sin. Know that you have a choice. Know that you have a choice between God and Satan, and know that God is a better choice. So I hope you enjoyed this podcast. If there's like any other thing that's you no know, woman related that you want me to talk about on my podcast, feel free to message me on Instagram. Now. I'll leave that in the description. Have a blessed day and please remember Eve's story.